This podcast was brought to you by the Tampa Bay Podcast Network. Welcome to the Life's Necessities and Luxuries radio show. Today, our host, Dawn Marie Nutel, your life's commodities broker, will bring you fashion, beauty tips, business acumen, teach you where to find the life's greatest necessities and the finest luxuries. Now, here's Dawn Marie. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Life's Necessities and Luxuries. I'm your host, Dawn Marie Nutel, and today, I just found out, is National Ex-Spouse Day. Now, I'm sure if you're like me, you have a couple of those around. Now, you may not have had to have been married to have an ex-spouse because trust me, I was with somebody for 10 years and somebody else for 12 years, and they were considered my husbands. And when we parted ways, it still hurt. Now, I'm sure if maybe you're just getting a divorce or a separation from somebody that you're very close to for a long period of time, that it's um it's it's hard to do. And it is. Breaking up is hard to do. Like, you know, Sadaka's song, it's so true, right? I mean, breakups are never easy, no matter whose fault or no matter what happened or whatever transpired, breaking up is always sucky. It's really painful. It's grueling. And it's the one thing in life that seems to get us the most. I mean, I know even like loss of parents and going through traumatic things with my family and and hospitals and stuff like that were very traumatic and they were very, um, you know, very intense. But a breakup, it plays with your heartstrings, right? Because when you love someone, you give them your all. Usually that's how it goes, right? And then things happen. They don't work out for whatever reasons. And so, you know, today is National Ex-Spouse Day. So I want you to think about, instead of thinking about the sorrow or the pain that you got from the relationship, I want you to turn around and think about the blessing, or I want you to think about the blessing that you got from it, or um, the good things that you got out of it. Maybe your children came out of that relationship. And so maybe they're the best things that you have in your life and you're just blessed to have them. So maybe that's the blessing, or maybe you just learned some great things. I know like a couple of my ex-boyfriends, I've learned some things from them. One of them, uh, when I was young, um, we were together for about three years, but he was a traveler. He loved travel. And so he got me into traveling and learning how to travel. And so that was my blessing with him. Um, Another ex of mine, the blessing was that he was very caring and very genuine and very uh, loyal to me. You know, that that to me was worth more than gold, right? But we just had different perspectives on things. And so it was always clashing. And that was, that was a bit of a problem. Uh, another ex of mine taught me about hockey. And I wound up getting a job with the NHL. He was a hockey player. He was a goaltender. And so, oddly enough, I wound up getting a job in production and broadcasting with the National Hockey League. And so it was like, wow, this is kind of weird. Even though I knew him from when I was a kid, he still taught me about hockey, the game of, and the different things behind the scenes and stuff like that. And it really helped me with my job. So I was very grateful to him. And he was just a great guy. So you got to remember the good things about the people that, you know, just because it didn't work out romantically, it doesn't mean that you can't be together Still as friends, uh, sometimes you can't part ways as friends. Sometimes it's just too mangled and what have you that you can't. But I'd like to keep my relationships where we wake up. It's like, okay, you know what? If you haven't really screwed me over, then I would like to still remain friends. Because just because we didn't work out romantically doesn't mean that I don't think you're a good person and that you shouldn't be in my life. Because some people 
I think they're there for a reason, that they're there for a season. And then even husbands and spouses and wives, they, they may not always be in your life forever. It's just maybe a temporary thing. And it may be because you have to learn something through them or you have to go through a journey while you're with them. It's only going to make you a stronger person and come out the on the other end very strong and successful. But did you know that 17% of, of this uh, survey done they said that their ex-spouses got on their nerves. I can, I can, I can say that that sometimes happened to me. You know, so if you start bickering over things, they're getting on your nerves, right? They're getting under your skin, and they know how to push those buttons to get you really like flustered and frustrated, and, and then you start fighting, right? Because what happens? You start to think. I mean, because what happens? You start to think of all these other things. It snowballs, and then the next thing you know, your anger's getting higher and higher, right? But that 9% said that they broke up and they had their ex-spouses and that they did the chores. They mixed up the chores together, which is very interesting. And 16% of divorced men said their biggest complaint with their ex-wives was that they were control freaks. Now, I have to laugh at that because I myself am a control freak. I have to have things in control. I have to know that things are you know, moving along. I have a lot. That's been part of my job for the last 30 years. Like when I work with other companies and organizations, I mean, my job is to keep them organized and to keep them afloat and keep them going and moving forward, right? So I have to be very organized. I have to know where everything is and I have to be able to find something at a moment's notice, right? So that may be considered anal to some other people that are not so organized. So if you're one person who is very organized and you're with somebody who's not just who's a little bit disorganized, you're supposed to balance each other out, but sometimes it could get frustrating, right? If they're throwing their clothes all over the place and you're very organized and you like everything orderly and you like to have a clean house like I do, then you're going to want to be like, wait a minute, pick up your socks, pick up this, pick up that, you know, keep up after yourself. And so that might cause friction as well. And the biggest complaint for women out of 17% said that it was selective listening. Now, I don't know if you've ever had uh, a partner who has selective listening. Well, I have, and I think it sucks because they only hear what they want to hear. They're not hearing everything you're saying. So if you say, honey, I need you to go to the store and pick up that, da, 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 they may hear you say, honey, I need you to go to the store. <laughs> and I've heard anything that you said about what you had on your list. Or if you give them the list and they come back and there's only three of the five items that you have on the list and three of them are wrong. And you're like, what's going on? So sometimes it makes you feel easier to do the job yourself than to have them do it. And then you find out like, well, what am I, you know, why are you helping me? If you're not helping me, you're actually hurting me because now you're making me do double work. And I don't know about you, but if you're a fan like me, the last thing you want to do is, I don't know if you're any... I don't know if you're anything like me, but the last thing you want to do is have more work on your plate, right? Because having more work sucks. It's bad enough. We have enough on our plates that we don't need anything added on there. I once had a boyfriend who, you know, he would pick up his dish and bring it to the sink. And I'm thinking, okay, well, my dish is here and it's empty and it's got a, you know, napkin in, in the bowl. So don't you see that I'm done? Like pick it up and bring it to the kitchen. And if you say something, then it's like, oh, you know, it's a big deal. And you're like, well, it's called common courtesy. If I see that I'm going in the kitchen and I see your bowl is empty, I'm going to pick it up and bring it in there, right? But the worst part is, is that when, when one partner is doing more than the other and then the scales are, are like unlevel, 
that has always been my biggest thing because I feel like if you're the if you're cooking, then they should be cleaning. If they are cleaning, then you should be cooking. Or if they're cooking, you should be cleaning, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's all about balance because if you don't do that, right, people start to resent each other for that. And I know I've been there before. It's like I feel like I'm doing all the work, but then this person is like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, wait a minute, but I went shopping, I went cooking, I cleaned, I chopped, I served and this. And then you're going to complain about cooking. If you had to pay for that meal in a restaurant, it would cost you quite a bit of money to have two servings of this beautiful meal that I prepared. And, you know, if there's anything with it, like a glass of wine or something, or, you know, a fun, crusty, beautiful bread from a from an artisan bread or something that maybe you made it yourself. Maybe you went through the whole work of like making the bread, making the appetizer, making the dinner and the dessert. And then they're just like, ah, you know, and then they're just like, well, you know, that was good. Thank you, honey. And then they go back and watch TV and you're like, wait, it just laved over how many hours of preparing, let alone shopping for the food, right? But I want you to think about some of the things, as I talk about in my book, 151 Secrets to Master This Thing Called Life, is to think about some of the things that you really enjoyed about them, right? Because there had to be some connection with them. Otherwise, you would have never gotten together with them. There must have been something that you liked about them. But try to remember those qualities of what it was that made you like them, okay? Because it may be they were really caring and they really went out of their way and they did special things for you or they taught you certain things, right? I know when I first moved down on my own and my first boyfriend, uh, wasn't my first, he was like a second or third boyfriend, but I'm a, I'm a serious monogamous. I'm always in like, you know, years to years of, of the, I don't like to date. So I, you know, I don't want to get married either. So it was like, okay, I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't, I believe in love, but I didn't want to make the commitment because I always felt like there was still something wrong with each of the relationships. No matter how much I cared about them, I just felt like they weren't really going to be sustainable. And you want to have a relationship that's going to be sustainable because, you know, if you think they're really hot and happening and then all of a sudden, you know, that's going to wear off at some point. Or if you just think that, uh, you know, they're always going to be there for you and you take advantage of them, guess what? They're going to skip out on you because you're not giving them the attention that they need. So relationships are really tough, as you probably know. But if you're just getting divorced, my blessings go out to my sorry, my loss. I'm sorry for your loss. And the one thing I want to say is to... Do something good for yourself, okay? People always say, oh, you know, find another guy or a woman, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that that's the case. I always believe that you should work on yourself more. Like give yourself some more care, some self-care, some more loving, right? And I mean, just take care of yourself. Like do things for yourself that you always, we're always, you know, providing for other people and helping other people. And then we don't do the things for ourselves, right? So I want you to just think about taking a bubble bath, get some candles, get a glass of water with some pretty fruit in it or something or whatever it is. Go for a manicure, pedicure, get a facial, get a massage, go for a walk in nature. If you don't normally get out and get to spend time outdoors, go take a hike in the, you know, in a safe path somewhere or try a new sport or try a new lipstick, you know, or try a new hairstyle. And a lot of people, when they break up, they always go for the new hairstyle, which I think is good because change is good. We don't want to be stagnant. And as much as I cut my hair and do different styles, nobody can tell. It always looks the same <laughs> unless I go really short. Nobody can really tell with my hair for some reason. So 
I've just been like, well, you know what? If I want to try something new, I may get a new wig. I may try some new hair pieces or something like that to mix it up. But definitely do something good for yourself. And even with lingerie, okay, you may want to find some lingerie to wear for yourself to make yourself feel sexy and reward yourself for the beauty that you are. Okay, because we start to beat ourselves up on so many different things about our lives, right? We don't like this and we don't like that. And we don't like, you know, we pick, 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 pick at all these different things about us. And after a certain amount of time, it's like, why are we doing this to ourselves? We're going to start to believe that. And you don't want that to happen. You want to stay happy. You want to stay successful moving forward. You want to be, you know, feel, continue to feel sexy and happy and even if it's sexy for yourself, you don't have to be sexy just for somebody else. It could feel like it's it's a it's a thought, it's a feeling, it's a um, it's an attitude, right? It's not just about oh, sex, right? It's, it's, no, it's about feeling like a woman or a man that you feel good about your body. So if you feel like you've gained some weight and it's time to lose, they always say that no, the divorce diet it's the best diet, right? It's the best revenge is getting in shape. So start going to the gym. Maybe you just do 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, and then work your way up to 20, 30, 40 minutes. You know? That's the way things happen. But start eating better. Think about some different things List five or 10 different things that you've always wanted to do that you never did, or you didn't have the time to do it because you were in this relationship who took up your time. And now you have some time on your hands that you're free to do these things, write them down and then start plugging at them, do one at a time. And they don't have to be done at this all at the same time and all in a certain amount of time. You could take it over a year and then just break it down and say, you know, I always wanted to uh, go ice skating or I always wanted to go roller skating. Then find a rink, get some skates and start skating. And if you don't know how, maybe there's a guy there or a girl there that you like and can get some help for it, right? So I want you to think about some ways that you can care for yourself so that you can have fun and you can get through the pain of the breakup. And, you know, even if you broke up with somebody years ago, it's still maybe fresh in your heart when you hear their name or if you see a photo or if there's some reminder, depending on the circumstances, you may still feel that pain. And the only way to get out of the pain is to do something good for yourself, is to be in a better place and raise the vibration so that you're not feeling sorry for yourself because the worst place you want to be is in the pit when the pity party happens, right? Because you know what? If you do have a pity party, say, okay, I'm good. Let's move on. You know, give yourself the time to mourn. You have to mourn a loss, whether it's a loss of a loved one, a loss of a spouse, a loss of anything. You have to mourn it. If you don't, it's like you're putting the blockage up and and, and somehow it's going to come out later. So you might as well go through the pain now, go through the feelings, feel the pain, feel the feelings, and then move past it. Because you know what? You're going to feel so much better when you get to the other side. And if you have friends and family members that can really make you laugh, you know, those hard, heavy duty belly laughs, call them up, go meet them for dinner, lunch, brunch, whatever it might be. Even if it's just for a half hour, that a little bit of time with them that you spend with them is going to really make the difference of your week, your day, your month, right? Because I know when I go out, my friends, I'm energized. Even if I go on, on uh, what artists, um, uh, Julia Cameron wrote a book called The Artist's Way, and she talks about, you know, writing your pages every day. But she also talks about taking yourself uh, on an artist date. So years ago, I started doing that. And when I lived in, uh, I'm from New York City. So when I was in New York, I would do that. I would go to places that 
I may not have seen since I was a kid, like the like the World Trade Center. I would go to the top of that, or I would go take a visit to the Statue of Liberty, or get on the ferry. It was only a quarter. I was like, well, I get to go on this beautiful ferry across the Hudson River from Manhattan to Staten Island, stay on it, and come back. You know, it was a great way to spend the day doing something different that I didn't normally do, or just find a fun theater or a program or something that you always had an interest in but you never really did. I started like making notes of things that I wanted to do, like, oh, I want to learn how to glass blow. And, oh, I want to learn how to, um, you know, do, I want to learn how to do mosaic tile work. There was all these different things. I wanted to learn how to do fashion illustration. So I signed up for a class at the Fashion Institute of Technology, where I got certified to do my image consulting work and was taking these extra classes because they were just something I was always interested in. But here they were in front of me and it was affordable. It wasn't like I had to spend $2,000 for this thing. It was a couple hundred bucks. I got really uh, amazing teachers to teach me this stuff straight from FIT. So now, with everything online, you could still take a class at a Parsons Design School or an FIT online and still take these amazing classes. You don't have to be physically at that school. You don't have to physically be in that state. So think about five to 10 different things that you've always wanted to do and give them a whirl. Who knows? You may start a new business out of them. You may say, you know what? This is the cat's meow and I don't want to do anything else. And so you may start a part-time business and it may turn into a full time business for you. You don't know. So think about some things you want to do. Stay positive, stay on track, stay focused. And if you take a slide back, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Just pick yourself back up, get yourself dressed up, put some makeup on, do your hair, get dressed, go out and treat yourself to a nice deal, a meal. Treat yourself to a movie. I used to go to movies by myself all the time and people would be like, oh, you don't feel weird going to the movies by yourself? And I'm like, why? Or you don't feel weird going to a movie theater, a, a restaurant by yourself? And I'm like, no, why? I want the experience. So I'm not going to wait for somebody to take me. Just go. I used to travel all the time. I would go to Europe by myself. I mean, I've gone around the world, a lot of trips by myself, just because my friends couldn't make it, my boyfriends couldn't make it, whatever the case was. And I'm like, well, you know what? I really want to go, so I'm going to go. Now, of course, you always want to stay someplace that's safe. You don't want to put yourself at risk of anything, but, you know, have fun. Think about things. Don't wait on other people to do them because, you know what, it may never happen. That's something that I've learned over the years. Like, I, oh, if my friends didn't go, then I would like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do it. <sighs> that's no fun, right? So I started to get more brave and bold to do it myself. I'm like, well, why am I going to like not do the opportunity? It's right in front of me. Here's an opportunity. Don't miss out those opportunities because those are the things that you wind up with regrets. And there's nothing worse than having regrets at the end of your life. Now, of course, we all could want to change a few things, but you know, time is like, it's valuable, right? Because we can't get time back. Once we spend it, it's spent. It's done. It's never coming back. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. Use the time and energy wisely. Think about really important things that are important to you, whether it's important to your career or if it's important to just your, your well-being, right? So one of the things I noticed with, with an ex of mine that I was giving him too much of my time and I was taking that time away from my workouts. I was taking that time away from my business. I was taking that time away from my self-care. I was taking that time away. And once you start emptying out the bucket, right? And you look at the bucket, the bucket's empty because you gave it all away to everybody else, right? 
this is when I talk about self-care. So you really want to fill your well. And if it means going out by yourself, start doing it a little at a time. Like take uh, an afternoon and do a lunch at a restaurant. You know, maybe it's a fine dining restaurant and they're open at lunchtime. And guess what? You're going to save money during the lunchtime as compared to the evening menu because they switch menus and it's a little bit less expensive on a lunch menu than it is uh, for a dinner menu. And you may not be able to get in at dinner time because it may be too crowded, but you probably can get in at lunchtime. So if there's a new restaurant happening around your area that you really been wanting to try, make yourself a reservation or don't if you can walk in and take the time and do it. Maybe now the weather's getting a little nicer, you want to sit outside and have a cup of coffee in a cafe. I love sitting at cafes. I love sitting outdoors. I mean, I have a balcony on a, on a lake so I can sit there and I can enjoy the morning coffees and I can do my meditations out there. And I've said, you know, during COVID, it saved my life because if you do come up with an idea or some kind of a, a whim that you want to do, first of all, write it down. Because if you don't write it down, you can kiss it goodbye because it's going to be like, oh, there it goes. It went and somebody else picked it up. Write it down and then just put little things next to it, what you would need to do to get that started. And always think about from the end to the beginning of what you want, right? So if you're setting a big goal, let's say you do decide that you want to start a business, but you don't know what kind of business it is. Well, then you're going to want to start looking and researching and trying out different things. Test this, test that. Don't spend a lot of money on something that you may not want to do long-term. You may not like it. You may be spending all that money and hate it. So I always suggest volunteer work, right? Because I'm a big philanthropist. I'm, I'm a big believer in giving back. So a lot of the times what I would do is if I wanted to learn how to do something and I wanted to give back, I may get involved with, the, with an organization that was doing that type of work and I would start volunteering with them. And that's for free. It wasn't paid, but it gave me a sense of community because I'm helping out and I'm giving back, but it also was helping me build skills that I didn't have. It was like a win-win. You're helping them. They need the help. And you're helping yourself by learning some new skill as well. And that's the easiest and quickest ways that you could get started with something new immediately. So if you always wanted to, to be a marketer, look at different organizations, associations, see where you can join. And some of the memberships are really affordable. Or, you know, look at different uh, things online and YouTube and find them and be like a sponge, like kids, you know, and absorb it all so that you can really take the part that you need so that you can succeed. All right. Well, that's all I'm going to leave you with for Ex-Spouse Day, National Ex-Spouse Day. So remember, the breakup might have happened. The trauma, the pain may be there. But think about the good things that happened. Think about how you grew out of that relationship, how you might have changed, how you might have grown as a human being. And Think about the good qualities that they had so that you don't feel so horrible and feel so, you know, so much pain. You know, you want to get rid of the pain because pain is not fun. I know only too well. Pain is not fun. I've gone through a lot of loss and loss hurts and it sucks, you know, so you want to be happy. And I've always said, like, if you want to be happy, it's, it starts from within. It's not about the financial stuff that makes you happy. It's not about the bigger house, the fancier car, the, you know, the more money in the job. I've had plenty of jobs where I made less money and I was ecstatic because it was so much fun and I had a great time and I was doing good things and I was being able to give back while I was working and getting paid. So sometimes, you know, you have to, um, you got to weigh your options and say, you know, 
Is it really about the money? No, because you may think success just means having to work a three or four day work week, right? Or work from home that you don't have to go into the office every day and take a two hour commute each day and waste all those hours commuting and the gas money and this and that. And I find every time I leave my house, I got to pay money somewhere. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to stop at a Starbucks and I'm going to stop here and get something to eat. Next thing I know, I just spent this money that I really didn't want to spend because I wanted to keep it in my pocket. But because I left my house, I spent it. I don't want to sidetrack you. But anyway, if you like this episode, please share it with somebody that you think may get value out of it. And don't forget to join us over at the Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash life's necessities and luxuries. And come over to the vlog too for some live interviews that may be up there as well. And Thank you again for being a part of the community. I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I'm hoping that I'm giving you some information that you can use for your life so that you can remain happy and remember to live happily, lovingly, peacefully, successfully, necessarily, and luxuriously. Until the next time. If you like what you hear, tell someone. If you like what you hear, be a dear and pass it on. Don't forget to stop at our website, www.lifesnecessitiesandluxuries.com for more tips, tricks, tutorials to live a very necessary and luxurious life.